John chapter 12 Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, the hometown of Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So they hosted a dinner for Jesus there. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pint of expensive perfume made of pure nard, and she anointed Jesus' feet and wiped them with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was going to betray him, asked, Why wasn't this perfume sold for three hundred denarii and the money given to the poor? Judas did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As keeper of the money bag, he used to take from what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. She has kept this perfume in preparation for the day of my burial. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me. Meanwhile, a large crowd of Jews learned that Jesus was there, and they came not only because of him, but also to see Lazarus, whom he had raised from the dead. So the chief priests made plans to kill Lazarus as well, for on account of him many of the Jews were deserting them and believing in Jesus. The next day the great crowd that had come to the feast heard that Jesus was coming to Jerusalem. They took palm branches and went out to meet him, shouting, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord! Blessed is the King of Israel! Finding a young donkey, Jesus sat on it, as it is written, Do not be afraid, O daughter of Zion. See, your king is coming, seated on the colt of a donkey. At first his disciples did not understand these things, but after Jesus was glorified they remembered what had been done to him, and they realized that these very things had also been written about him. Meanwhile, many people continued to testify that they had been with Jesus when he called Lazarus from the tomb and raised him from the dead. That is also why the crowd went out to meet him, because they heard that he had performed this sign. Then the Pharisees said to one another, You can see that this is doing you no good. Look how the whole world has gone after him. Now there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the feast. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida, in Galilee, and requested of him, Sir, we want to see Jesus. Philip relayed this appeal to Andrew, and both of them went and told Jesus. But Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a seed, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. Whoever loves his life will lose it, but whoever hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, he must follow me, and where I am, my servant will be as well. If anyone serves me, the Father will honor him. Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour? No, it is for this purpose that I have come to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice from heaven, I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. The crowd standing there heard it and said that it had thundered. Others said that an angel had spoken to him. In response, Jesus said, This voice was not for my benefit, but yours. Now judgment is upon this world. Now the prince of this world will be cast out, and I will when I am lifted up from the earth, will draw everyone to myself.
He said this to indicate the kind of death he was going to die. The crowd replied, We have heard from the law that the Christ will remain forever. So how can you say that the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is the Son of Man? Then Jesus told them, For a little while longer, the light will be among you. Walk while you have the light, so that darkness will not overtake you. The one who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. While you have the light, believe in the light, so that you may become sons of light. After Jesus had spoken these things, he went away and was hidden from them. Although Jesus had performed so many signs in their presence, they still did not believe him. This was to fulfill the word of Isaiah the prophet, Lord, who has believed our message, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For this reason they were unable to believe. For again, Isaiah says, He has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts, so that they cannot see with their eyes and understand with their hearts, and turn, and I would heal them. Isaiah said these things because he saw Jesus' glory and spoke about him. Nevertheless, many of the leaders believed in him. But because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, for fear that they would be put out of the synagogue. For they loved praise from men more than praise from God. Then Jesus cried out, Whoever believes in me does not believe in me alone, but in the one who sent me. And whoever sees me sees the one who sent me. I have come into the world as a light, so that no one who believes in me should remain in darkness. As for anyone who hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him, for I have not come to judge the world, but to save the world. There is a judge for the one who rejects me and does not receive my words. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. I have not spoken on my own, but the Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it, and I know that his command leads to eternal life. So I speak exactly what the Father has told me to say. Chapter 13 It was now just before the Passover feast, and Jesus knew that his hour had come to leave this world and return to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the very end. The evening meal was underway, and the devil had already put into the heart of Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, to betray Jesus. Jesus knew that the Father had delivered all things into his hands, and that he had come from God and was returning to God. So he got up from the supper, laid aside his outer garments, and wrapped a towel around his waist. After that, he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and dry them with the towel that was around him. He came to Simon Peter, who asked him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, You do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Never shall you wash my feet, Peter told him. Jesus answered, Unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, Not only my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus told him, Whoever has already bathed needs only to wash his feet, and he will be completely clean. And you are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who would betray him. That is why he said, Not all of you are clean. 
When Jesus had washed their feet and put on his outer garments, he reclined with them again and asked, Do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, because I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example so that you should do as I have done for you. Truly, truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. I'm not speaking about all of you. I know whom I have chosen. But this is to fulfill the scripture. The one who shares my bread has lifted up his heel against me. I am telling you now before it happens, so that when it comes to pass, you will believe that I am he. Truly, truly, I tell you, Whoever receives the one I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives the one who sent me. After Jesus had said this, he became troubled in spirit and testified, Truly, truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. The disciples looked at one another, perplexed as to which of them he meant. One of his disciples, the one whom Jesus loved, was reclining at his side. So Simon Peter motioned to him to ask Jesus which one he was talking about. Leaning back against Jesus, he asked, Lord, who is it? Jesus answered, It is the one to whom I give this morsel after I have dipped it. Then he dipped the morsel and gave it to Judas, son of Simon Iscariot. And when Judas had taken the morsel, Satan entered into him. Then Jesus said to Judas, What you are about to do, do quickly. But no one at the table knew why Jesus had said this to him. Since Judas kept the money bag, some thought that Jesus was telling him to buy what was needed for the feast or to give something to the poor. As soon as he had received the morsel, Judas went out into the night. When Judas had gone out, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will also glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. Little children, I am with you only a little while longer. You will look for me, and as I said to the Jews, so now I say to you, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you also must love one another. By this everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. Lord, where are you going? Simon Peter asked. Jesus answered, Where I'm going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow later. Lord, said Peter, why can't I follow you now? I will lay down my life for you. Will you lay down your life for me? Jesus replied, Truly, truly, I tell you, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times.